It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome to the party. I'm Sam Ekstrom of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and today I'm wondering if a Valentine or a Ballantine is more effective at stopping Justin Jefferson. Don't don't let Sam's pretty eyes distract you from what he just said. That makes no sense. I'm Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings. I haven't won a parlay since week two, and I'm still in less debt than Mickey Loomis. Luke Inman, at Luke underscore Spinman. Uh, I watched It's a Wonderful Life this week, more than worthy of the 1-1 pick. Hey! Hey! Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. It's time for the Minnesota Football Party. Welcome in, everybody, on a Thursday on the Minnesota Football Party. I'm Locked On Sports Minnesota. So glad you're with us today on video, the Locked On Sports Minnesota YouTube channel, or on audio, Locked On Vikings podcast feed. Get it wherever you find your podcast, many other places as well, Sirius XM, Amazon Fire, Roku, or the 24-7 YouTube live stream. I'm Sam Ekstrom. That's Luke Inman, Luke Braun, Arif Fasan. We all cover the Vikings. We're talking Vikings here every Monday and every Thursday. We've got plenty to get to today, including the latest of many QB quandaries this season. Who will the Vikings start against the Packers? Whoever starts will not have TJ Hawkinson at his disposal, out for the year, and maybe part of next year as well. But the Vikings pass catchers will not have to deal with Jair Alexander, suspended by the Packers. We'll get into those impacts and hear from Ron Johnson making his weekly Thursday appearance on a show that is presented by Prize Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports is prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We're back in the QB meat grinder. Uh, Jaron Hall, Nick Mullins, and in theory, Josh Dobbs competing for the Vikings starting job in week 17 against the Packers. Luke Braun, we start with you. Is this the moment for our guy, Jaron Hall, that we endorsed weeks ago? Well, so it might be. He's splitting first team reps right now at practice. They are definitely fully considering it. Now, I don't know if they've already made a decision and they're just doing that for the media portion so that they can throw the Packers off the scent. Yeah. Um, they are. <laughs> I think Kevin O'Connell's fed up with the turnovers. Uh, he, he, Basically said as much. That's a big issue. They're not committing to Mullins. They're not committing to to Hall. They're not even uh, committing to keeping Josh Dobbs on the bench, although he wasn't taking the first team reps. So I kind of doubt that. Uh, but they have been saying, yeah, everything is is on the table. Um, there are definitely it de- like depends on which Mullins play you watch. You could think like, man, why would you ever bench this guy? You could think like, oh, my God, why is this guy in the NFL? <laughs> he's like a 10 percent turnover worthy play rate in his two starts it's insane insane. 
And every yeah. year, if you look at his career arc, every year he's gotten higher and higher in that regard. He is just a living, walking ulcer. He is a living, walking roller coaster. It is a trip to watch a Nick Mullins game. He is the and three hundred fifty and two scores a game. <laughs> yeah, it's he averages like eleven yards an attempt. His EPA is positive. <laughs> I've never seen a quarterback with like that interception rate have a positive much less like wildly positive like it's like he was like 64th percentile in the last game in terms of epa per play four picks right mm-hmm. like how does that i've never seen that um and it wasn't like four picks on 54 it was on 36 attempts right it was like one every nine throws <laughs> and it was like yeah this guy his epa per play is in the 64th percentile positive that's good better than average and he did the two things against Detroit that were inexplicable against the Bengals, and he did them both again. again. He tried to throw from his butt, and he tried to throw on first and goal into a crowd, and neither of those were, were ended up being turnovers, but it could have been six turnovers by Mullins. Uh, Luke Inman, you were there. Did it, and Actually, Luke Braun was too. Yeah, Luke How Brown did it come good. across to you from the seats? Honestly, man, it, it's a different world when you're there in your seat. There's a lot going on. I had a lot of distractions, if you will. But watching the game back when I got home, I mean, Luke said it. KOC's fed up with the turnovers. Th- this is straight from his mouth. Who gives us the best chance to still be explosive but won't set the team back with turnovers and negative plays? Uh, Mullins was moving the ball well. That hasn't been the issue, as you guys just went over, uh, between the Bengal game and the Lion game. You saw that at the stadium when you were there, some big chunk explosive plays. It's clearly all about who's going to hold on to the ball the best. And I, I just tend to think, and, and Luke mentioned this, like maybe it's to throw the Packers off the scent. That could be, but if you're going to open this whole thing back up again, you already mentioned it. We know Dobbs isn't the answer. In fact, he's been inactive the last two weeks. So he's clearly at the bottom of the totem pole. It, it makes me think this is definitely the week we see the, the, prodigal son of Vikings Twitter, Jaron Hall, because I don't know why you would open this whole discussion back up again if you're not going to make a switch. And again, between Hall and Dobbs, it feels like they're going to make a move that they can get behind when it comes to talking to the media and the fan base and things like that. And when they come out and say, hey, there's a reason we're making this switch, it just feels logical now the time that you would you would want to see at least a little bit bigger sample size from the guy who's only played, what, 15 plays or so. So, And and also, I will say, too, in the small sample size that we did get, he did show he can make an explosive play. He had that deep shot to Madison uh, versus the Falcons, ran a little bit with his legs. He's the guy I'm ready for. He's the guy I think they roll with, and I think it's the best decision so you can stock up some more "Quote unquote inventory," like KOC always likes to say. So then you you know what you got. You can better game plan your quarterback room. Make a educational decision on how you want to move forward this off season. So yeah, Hall's the guy I'm ready for. He's the guy who I think they'll roll with, and I, I think it is the right decision for everyone. You're both wrong. Here's why: uh, <laughs> the best chance to win is Joshua Dobbs when he has no idea what's going on. They are intentionally True. making sure that he doesn't take a single rep in practice so that he is primed and ready to go. <laughs> 5D chess we're playing right now. Yeah, 5D. there it is. Yeah, I love it. Dobbs, don't even come to the facility. I love it. <laughs> Please. Wake up I'm... at like 
11 a.m. books you need to pour over, man. It's it's a yeah. tough field. Yeah, you got to yeah. stay up to yeah. date, man. Just stay at home. Play just some go Madden. watch space Play some movies. Madden online. So TJ Hawkinson's out for the year. MCL, ACL. That's bad. bad. Um, and I feel like the position where the Vikings could afford at least Nick Muse is probably going to be active. And honestly, like, so because yeah. Nick Muse is more of the pass catching archetype. Do you see Nick Muse as being like a viable option to actually get targets in this game? What do the Vikings do at tight end to read? Uh, they put more receivers on the field. That's what they do. <laughs> yep. uh, Josh Oliver is going to be playing they, a big role in single tight end sets, of which there will be many. They use a lot more Johnny Munt than you want. Yeah. Yeah. They treated Johnny, Johnny Munt exactly like he was TJ Hawkinson and that yeah, did they, not go well. Yeah, they just replaced TJ Hawkinson's role with Johnny Munt and they kept Josh Oliver in the same role. I yeah. kind of feel like they're just going <laughs> to yeah. keep doing that. Yeah. There was that right. one deep ball to Munt that went through his hands and I thought, no, Hawkinson definitely would have gotten his hands on that ball and dropped it. Munt couldn't even get his hands on the ball. <laughs> yeah, even no, it would have been a different yeah, right. kind of disappointing for yeah, sure. Don't be I'm afraid to go play, back though. to the run a little bit too. I mean, th- that doesn't hurt things either. What, this team running the ball? What, this come on. Yeah. Come on. 11 attempts for 18 yards, baby. Why didn't they go to it more? <laughs> you know, I think well, about... They don't, they don't go to the run when they're averaging six yards a carry, Luke. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> I, I think, you know, how much we don't think about the bubble guys were, will matter during the season when we're evaluating everyone in training we're camp and doing that whole thing. Think, uh, think about the decision to try and sneak Ben Sims on the practice squad, who had a solid camp, remember, and getting sniped by the Packers now. And, that, and, and now and they're going to see him. And now they're going to see him this week. So I, I think that hurts twice as much now, especially knowing pending how long the rehab takes. They may be looking at Oliver and Munt as the starters for the first, I don't know, three, four weeks of the season in 2024, too. Best rookie tight end on the Packers. That's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> is Johnny Munt under contract next year? I don't think he is. Nah, maybe not. Um, yeah, maybe not. Is he the one-year deal thing? If they Muse want might be. contract next year, he will be. This is not going to yeah. be a difficult negotiation. No. <laughs> He's going to be the first guy that signs in free agency, and everyone's going to flip. Yeah, that's what we spent like, all the they time need on. A quarterback. No, no one spent any time on this at all. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. Or anyone. why are they prioritizing Johnny Munt? And just more, <laughs> more gas on the. Oh no, Hawkinson's career may be in jeopardy. Look, oh, yeah, yeah, he's signing yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what he it say. Read point? between the lines here, people. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna sign they're gonna sign Johnny Munt and a third string tight end with him. Yeah, uh, they're going to compete in camp, but people are going to be like, "Is this the end of T.J. Hawkinson? Were Lions so, fans right?" It's like. <laughs> Guy tore two ligaments in his knee. Just relax. Right. Well, AP did it. He's fine. Yeah, true. Yeah. Fast forward. Yeah. Two thousand yard season coming for Hawkinson. Watch out! Watch out! Let's go. TJ two K. TJ two K. Yeah. I mean that. If it's nine months, that'd be three, four games missed. A little ramp up acclimation period might not get TJ Hawkinson full strength until the second half of the year. That's big. <laughs> He doesn't yeah, like to ramp up anyways. He's not a ramp Yeah, I mean, it, it really sucks that there just hasn't been a ton of time with Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, and Kirk Cousins on the field together. Um, we did get a little bit of it, obviously, at the beginning of the year, but uh, the Vikings were plagued with unusually bad luck to begin the year. So we didn't actually get to see the team with a normal amount of luck and a normal amount of health for their most important offensive players, aside from, like, Christian Derrissaw. Um yeah, I it's it's it sucks um having Jefferson back and then Hawkinson out while we're you know dealing with these backup quarterbacks, whoever's gonna play 
um, just like not having them, uh, you know, be able to play off each other because they've created space for each other, right? Like mm. we saw last year that Jefferson's uh, route depth got deeper uh, when Hawkinson was on the field. We see this year that they have the ability to take advantage of the fact that the other one is pulling coverage away. Um, you know, the fact that they play those two different positions, I think is kind of unique in that, in that capacity, right? Because if you've got somebody who's consistently threatening, I don't know about the seam, but kind of that middle underneath. Um, and then you've got somebody who's consistently on the outside that has the ability to pull coverage away. Those directly impact each other in ways that sometimes two high level receivers don't, um, because you just start pushing your, your coverage a little bit further back, uh, instead of doubling one or the other. Um, and so having having Hawkinson force you to deal with that middle underneath stuff without having to say like it's not like a Jarvis Landry situation where it's like a bunch of relatively less valuable uh, catches over the middle. These are still fairly valuable catches that tend to go for first downs. Um, it really makes it tough for defenses to design coverages and then also find ways to send extra pressure. So not having Hawkinson, I think, is going to open you up to doing stuff like uh, adding more pressure, especially from the middle um crafting coverages specifically around Jefferson in ways that they didn't before. Uh it's gonna make it really tough on a backup quarterback to navigate through all of that mess. Uh while we wait for Ron Johnson, I'd like to do a couple nerdy stats of the day, but first let's get a word uh, as we continue on here with the Minnesota football party. And we are presented today by prize picks. Great way to play daily fantasy sports. So much better than competing against a thousand pros with a zillion billion entries. You're just competing against the stat projections. Take more than two, less than six, and watch the winnings roll in. You can bet cross sport, so you can bet receiving yards and points in an NBA game. Bet LeBron James or Travis Kelsey. Star-studded combo right there. Um, you can have a lot of fun doing it. And prize picks is very easy to use. They've also got a reboot policy. So if your player gets hurt in the first half, they will reboot that entry. And they're the only DFS platform that has an injury insurance policy. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, enormous selection of players and stat types to make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Once again, that's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Get in the fun at PrizePicks. Ron Johnson joins shortly on the Minnesota Football Party. Thanks to our everydayers for watching. You can catch us on Mondays and Thursdays. Basketball party on Wednesdays, Ron Johnson show on th on Tuesdays, I should say. And on Friday, we've got the round table with our Tegna, Care 11 friends, Reggie Wilson and Julia Daniels joining. As we await Ron Johnson, I'll give you a nerdy stat of the day. Analytics fans rejoice. It's time to get educated. Whoa, you're blowing my mind right now. With the nerdy stat of the day. Incredible graphic. I can't get over it, man. So good. Um, Vikings performance from a yards per play standpoint on Sunday. The 21st most explosive game in team history. There are 25 times where the Vikings have had 7.5 yards per play or better. Their record in those games, 20 and 5. And one of the losses was 19 years to the day of their loss against Detroit. 
Christmas Eve 2004. Many remember it. Many hate it. At the Metrodome, 34-31 loss to Green Bay to lose the division. And ironically, in that game, zero turnovers. How did you lose that game? That must have been so much more painful. Dante. Tice era defenses, man. Andy? Yeah. 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 Does that that mean that we get to go into the playoffs as a wild card and upset the division winner? (laughs) Let's go. Let's go. Let's Let's moon that Ford Field crowd. (laughs) Is JJ the mooner? Who replicates that? Must be. Yeah, it's got to be JJ. Got to be JJ. Can you imagine? How would he get fined? That callback would be. Now, would Joe Buck call it out today or would he be on? I think Joe Buck would be on board. I think that in these progressive times, 100%. These progressive times. (laughs) He has spoken of it with regret. Yes. Well, yes okay. I, I, so one thing is the problem with this question is: Do we assume that it's already happened once? Because then, if it happens a second time, his interaction with it is substantially different because it's like a callback. But if it's never happened, does oh, he miss I out see. on an opportunity to grow as a broadcaster as a result of that incident? Because that was a. Pretty I, I was thinking of it like as a callback, like real world. If he saw see, it, I, having seen it before, I I think Ron's on the phone. That's why we're not going to Ron. I think he's on the phone. Um. Joe Buck has a history of calling back famous calls and putting maybe just a little twist on them. So, like, his dad had a famous call yeah. in the World well, Series. We all know about this wins. one. People got mad at him when he did the callback to his dad. I thought 20, it was nice. 20 years later. Yeah, 20 years later in the World Series, game six, same game. It was great. It was brilliant. He also did the Giants win the pennant callback. So, I think if instead of. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. He just changes the adjective. That is a courageous act by Justin Jefferson. It's a courageous courageous act. (laughs) All right. That would be good. Destructive act by Justin Jefferson. (laughs) Let's get Ron in here. Ron Johnson joins, host of the Ron Johnson Show, at 3 Ron Johnson on Twitter slash X. Um, Wearing the Gophers hoodie the day after the Quick Lane Bowl victory. Yeah, he's 30, not the 24. only one. There you go. Oh, that you was go. a little more subtle, but I like it. I like the pull. I mean, they're the number one team in the big in the in the country for bowl game streak. So you know, gotta gotta represent. <laughs> NBD. Yeah, that's <laughs> hang your head on that. You no, know, um, there's Minnesota, then there's Georgia. Like, come on now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and hey, Georgia will not threepeat this year, so the Gophers are still the last team to threepeat, right? I think so. I believe that's. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. In the sixties. Yeah. Yep, long, long time ago. Well, there was uh, no TV. <laughs> yeah, nobody, nobody saw it, but it no happened. TV. Trust us, uh, Ron. Great to have you on. As we have you on each Thursday, Vikings Packers coming up on Sunday. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have a preference for who you'd like to start at quarterback? I don't honestly at this point. I really don't care. Um, I, I just whoever is not going to throw the ball to the other team, I'm all for it. Like ah, whoever, man, nice. whoever that could be. That could be Jaron Hall. Uh, that could be Tanner Morgan. Uh, <laughs> Tanner Morgan could come in and and, and maybe keep the Tanner ball. Uh, Cole Kramer, no, uh, because he can't Probably. throw the ball from me to you, as Bowling Green pointed out. <laughs> um, but but other than that, like I mean, I'll take anybody at this point. Honestly, though, I think Kevin O'Connell went like again. He did throw for four hundred yards, uh, but there were some turnovers. There were some terrible throws. Um, so you, you gotta you know it's like the facts of life. You take the good with the bad, and then that's what you had. It's the facts of life. 
the facts of life. Um, but you know, you just don't know what you're going to get out of them. But 400 yards, I don't know if you get that out of Josh Dobbs per se. And so I think that's what KLC, but the deep ball throw, some of the throws he's trying to get in, uh, Nick Mullins doesn't have the arm strength for that. He doesn't have the arm strength or the accuracy for it. Uh, we could see in a lot of like the last ball was a flutter duck. So that's concerning. And you're in so you can't wild. say it's weather. Yeah. It I, was, and there's no was weather. Crazy. There was no wind gusts. Uh, like everybody's like, oh, did it get tipped? Nope. Never, but nobody touched it. Nobody so hit him as he threw it. No. Yeah. Was, yeah. He needs to get uh, like the shake weight. Platform. Like he mm -hmm. needs to get the shake weight to get his wrist strength up. Cause his wrist strength to me, like it just, it looks floppy sometimes when he's about to release the ball. Like it's a weird angle. So I don't know, maybe, maybe bring the shake weight back. back. Uh, I, I know hand size was a concern for him coming out of the draft. Maybe it was just a hand size thing. Maybe he's got it. Remember Brandon Allen, when he got measured at the senior bowl, he had a eight and three quarter inch hands. And he's like, that's not good enough. So he got a hand massage uh, every day until the combine and his hand size uh, did actually get bigger. I imagine that's more <laughs> measurement error between the two than it is the hand massage expert but hey and anything right nick seek one out see if massage that and growth that's deshaun watson's area <laughs> i've got a crazy theory um so i think i like jern hall to start this game but also if i'm thinking about who needs to start in week 18 to win against mm. a detroit team that's probably going to be trying really hard i almost like sort of the high upside high risk high reward of dobbs and mullins in that type of environment than i do hall who i i, I suspect is just going to play things a little closer to the vest he's a rookie he doesn't want to do too much um mm. am i crazy with that theory ron no uh i do i think dobbs and mullin give you a better chance i think and there's the thing they're they're both like go back to the like Let's just go back to the Alabama days of like, I forgot his name, but it was like, it was Zao and another guy. Like they had two quarterbacks and they was like, you know what? We're going to play both. Like you're going to get a series. It's treated like the running backs. When Alexander Madison goes in, just send in Josh Dobbs. When, when Ty Chandler goes in, just send in Nick Mullins. I think you're going to get similar results from both. Uh, like some of the throws that jo that Nick Mullins threw, Josh Dobbs probably runs those. Uh, some of the sacks he took. Josh Jobs probably run and deep ball arm strength. Josh Jobs to me had does have a stronger arm than Nick yeah. Mullins and more accuracy. Mm -hmm. So I I would not be opposed to doing two quarterbacks. And for the fact that KOC is coming to this you know week saying you know we're just gonna wait and see. We want to evaluate both quarterbacks. Like everybody's saying is Hall or Mullins. It could be back to Dobbs. Like he could look and say you know what this dude threw four interceptions. This dude threw four interceptions, but. You know, at least when it when all hell breaks loose, I got a chance to that the guy that's going to run a little bit more. You're without T.J. Hawkinson now. Uh, you're probably without Jordan Addison with his ankle. Um, yeah, it's you. You might need a, a mobile quarterback that can run a little bit. You you are they are without Jai Alexander, uh, Valentine. We saw him earlier getting beat up on by the Lions, and so you can attack him. The Broncos as well uh, targeted him a bunch. So. I mean, Josh Dobbs does have an, a strong arm. You're you're back at home one more time. Why not let the pastor not just bring you home? Like, <laughs> if, if anybody's going to try something different, the first person on the moon. Now we got the first person to take the Vikings to the to the to the playoffs, and they had no absolute shot of going. Might as Ground well be a pastor. The major Dobbs. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so to answer, still our going. We're still Our earlier question moon. of who would who would moon the crowd, it's it'd have to be Dobbs, right? The moon man. Yeah, just from the name. A lot of moon talk. 
today. There you go. <laughs> yeah, for the brand. Absolutely. Just but but he should actually hold up like a moon. Like he he yeah, might get no, a penalty yeah. for props. <laughs> Wait, we just He's not like... supposed to have props, but he should like or just pull up his jersey as he has a t-shirt on that's mm-hmm. like just the moon. What, what if it what if it what if it's the moon, but it's also his head? <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember when Joe Horn on Monday Night Football pulled out the cell phone? On that's a Reef Hassan for people about, that didn't know that voice. A Reef Hassan made that joke. That was a Reef. How about Dobbs just pulls out like a jetpack? <laughs> I, I can coordinates that. are. Okay. <laughs> I like the jetpack idea. All right, thanks. Somebody heard it. All right. Wait, who's going to have the jetpack? Well, remember Joe Horn pulled out the cell phone on Monday Night yeah. Football? All right, yeah. Dobbs has a little jetpack. But Justin Jefferson's name somewhere. is Jet, so I feel like he That's should put the jet jetpack on mm. Jets. They both put on Jets. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, would, it would be a Dobbs-Jefferson touchdown. And then and he puts the jetpack on Jets, and then yeah. he pulls up his shirt. He has a moon, and then Justin Jefferson like lands on his chest. They, they should That's pay it. us for The this. jet landed on the moon. We just did a great job organizing a, uh, a celebration. Yeah, celebrate. We're really stepping on Najee Thompson's toes here. True. That's fine. That's he showed up as a furry. Well, I, we're good. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, he can identify as a furry team. if he would like to. That's true. <laughs> uh, Ron, outside the, of the uh, uh, the Gophers season, I don't know how much college football you've watched this year, but who stood out to you the most at the quarterback position? And 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 I guess, too, just what you know about KOC's offense, what, what are a few specific traits that you think fans should look for kind of during the pre-draft process that fit his scheme the best when we get there. You just talk shake weights and floppy wrists. Who do you like for the Vikes in this class? <laughs> um, it's tough because Mitchell Trubisky stood out to people, and look what that did. Uh, so college football, to me, it, it it depends on the team you're playing. Like Syracuse runs a 3-3-5. So when you see somebody destroy Syracuse, it's like, did they really? Like, did they really do something? Like, did that quarterback really read something that he read? Like, it's it's just, like, I get all these coordinators trying to come up with unique ways. It's a 3-4. Like, stop trying to give it a special name. Like, they called it a 3-3-5, and the Gophers killed him. But, again, I'm not I'm not going to go off on Syracuse. Um, but when you look at quarterbacks, like, J.J. McCarthy, to me, like, you know, originally everybody's like, oh, he's going to be a top-10 quarterback. That's why I can't wait for my tweet because a guy said that to me when I tweeted that he might fall to the Vikings – and everybody went off on me that he's a first round pick. He he won't be there. He's gonna be a top ten pick. Just wait. Like he might be number four. Like shut up. Like, y'all, y'all are just reading the media and Twitter. Like you're not actually I watching the game. That people think that. Yeah, I, I do like Caleb Williams. I I just question like because some people are like, oh, he just really loves his mom, or oh, he's just really emotional. Oh, he wants to be home with his dogs. I I'm more worried about his mental health because like, and I'm being serious about that. Like when you talk about like like Braden Carrington for the Gophers take, taking a step away from mental health. And you talk about these players uh, dealing with identity crisis and Josh, whatever, smoking weed because he couldn't deal with the media and blah, blah. Um, there's a lot to that. So I worry, I worry about Caleb Williams' mental health because I think he got too big too fast when he transferred to USC and became like this face of college football and was supposed to be a Heisman winner. He wasn't even considered a candidate through week 10 like that's the problem with what, what i saw happen there and so i just wonder about if you're the number one pick or you're a top pick can you handle the pressure would i take him in the second round to minnesota heck yeah give me caleb williams all day because then the pressure's off and that's what we saw before he got to usc he was one of the best quarterbacks in the nation mm-hmm. yeah all right so those are the quarterbacks you like ron be a hater who's the nightmare <laughs> wait what now be a hater. Who who is the nightmare quarterback that you would hate for the Vikings to take in the first round? Oh, Nick. Oh, in the first Nick, round. AJ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, oh. they trade up to to pick eight. They take this quarterback, and you're going, oh no, they just pondered. Yeah, there's Who's like the guy? there's like six quarterbacks. Uh, like to go with eight, 
I I, I kind of kind of leaning towards Drake May. Like I like him, but I don't like him in the top ten. Like I'm not really? a fan of him that early. No, because I just I, I don't feel like like again. Exactly I feel like the he, fire kind of take I'm looking. I feel for. like Thank he Trubisky did a little bit. Like and nothing against North Carolina. Yeah, this uh, is a North Carolina take. <laughs> maybe like I just I, I'm like just same thing with Ohio State quarterbacks. Like C.J. Stroud's having a good year and he's he's proven us wrong. But similar to like how D.K. Metcalf uh, got Laquan Treadwelled. Uh, when you look at Ole Miss, like they were like, oh, wait a minute. Are we are we making a bad decision with these Ole Miss receivers? And then you saw what you call it tweeted out and he deleted it. But he's like, oh, man, Treadwell and got them scared to drive DK Metcalf now. And so like North Carolina, I think Mitchell Trubisky has ruined me a little bit for North Carolina. And so that's why I'm a little bit skeptical of Drake May. Um, I, I And honestly, like all these quarterbacks, though, I just don't know if there's like a, a future franchise guy ready to go now. Like, that's why I like, like, a J.J. McCarthy if he falls late because then you can sign a Kirk Cousins to a two-year deal and let him sit behind him a la Aaron Rodgers, uh, being able to watch, learn. I mean, McCarthy is 6'3", prototypical guy. Uh, reminds me a little bit of Brock Purdy. Like, you know, can throw, but can, you know, he's a game manager. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that, but I think J.J. McCarthy in the right system, he's great because when he had to throw the ball to Rome, uh, Rome, Roman Wilson, that's like he was perfect in that situation. He was dropping the ball off. He was dumping it off to running backs in the screen game. Really good arm slot quarterback. So, but yeah, Drake made to me like the fact that he struggled a little bit against the Gophers. I was expecting to see fireworks and I didn't see it. So that's maybe, and maybe I'm a little bit skeptical of just that game. I didn't watch him in the yeah, Duke's it might, Mayo it might, Bowl. It might be the one game. Yeah. I didn't watch the I, Duke's I did, Mayo Bowl. He did not pop so. off in that game for sure. Yeah. But did, how did he, he do did. in the Duke? Did he play in the Duke's yeah. Mayo Bowl? Uh, no, I don't think he's he hasn't played since November 25th. Okay, so he's out. Okay. So, uh non-quarterback, what if the I mean the Vikings are probably not going to go quarterback in the first round, we're being honest. Who do you want them to take then? <sighs> that's that's position? a tough one. Um so I originally I was looking at offensive line just because mm-hmm. but then Eddie Ingram uh like as of late, I think, you know, and and, and and Sam we had um uh Randall McDaniel on. And remember, he talked about that. He said offensive guard is one of the toughest positions to early on show everybody you're ready to be in this league. He's like, it's fast. He's like, you're right next to the center. You're helping out a lot. You're having to help both sides, whether it's you're helping your center or you're helping your tackle. You, you're you're normally a help guy. And then also then, hey, you, you got to deal with Aaron Donald bull rushing you. So he said it's one of the toughest positions and it speeds up compared to college. And so Ed Ingram's gotten better. Uh, tight end, they have solidified. I think receiver, they're set. Um, I, I honestly now I'm kind of like, corner like you know are we are we dead set on byron murphy jr being the future i think a caleb evans has shown he can be a really solid piece future piece of this defense i know they've whiffed on a few corners when you think about andrew Booth jr and guys that are just kind of in there kai blackman i don't know if he can be a full-term starter until he learns how to knock the ball down or just push mm-hmm. receivers out of bounds um so i'm kind of I'm kind of leaning towards like either running back, which I don't think you'd go in the first round anymore. Like it's just kind of like even B. John Robinson. That's a weird one for me with the Falcons. Um, so I'm kind of leaning towards corner, like either corner or like a, an explosive rush edge if he's there. Yeah. Um, because yeah. or outside, you know, a true outside linebacker, not just a defensive end, a guy that plays long, can play the flat like a TJ Watt. Um, I would kind of lean towards the defense because I think the offense has put up a ton of points and they've proven they can be good. The defense is getting better, uh, but how can they stay better? It's it's getting after that quarterback. So some kind of dynamic rush because I don't think Marcus Davenport's the answer. Uh, DJ Wanham has been the answer. Patrick Jones has shown he can do it. 
So I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, I think rush in or cornerback. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Ron Johnson will host the round table tomorrow with Julia Daniels, Reggie Wilson, etc. cetera. Uh, looking forward to that. Ron, we'll talk Wolves, Vikes, probably some Gophers and Wild as well. A lot to get to. That's tomorrow on Locked on Sports Minnesota. Follow Ron at 3RonJohnson on Twitter. Thanks, Ron. No, thank you. Before we get to our parlays, I got to get to a word from LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you check out LinkedIn Jobs. They've got the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. This isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a billion professionals in their network, and that's why it's the best place to hire. And hiring's easy when you have quality candidates. And LinkedIn now has a tool that helps you write job descriptions, which makes the process faster and easier. If you're in a small business, you might be wearing a lot of hats. You don't have time to fully commit yourself to sifting through stacks and stacks of resumes. LinkedIn makes it easy. 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL, linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, I want a minute each here about the Jair Alexander situation and how that trickles down now to Justin Jefferson's performance in the game. The way I'm seeing it, uh, Carrington Valentine will probably start. Uh, hasn't been awful this year as a seventh-round rookie. If it's not Carrington Valentine, it's Corey Ballantyne. Valentine or Ballantyne will be working against Justin Jefferson along with Eric Stokes, who is coming off a hamstring injury. He's two games into his season, and he has been average, not great. Um, thoughts on the JJ versus the secondary matchup, Luke Inman? Yeah, and also, too, to your point, if you've watched any Joe Barry Packers defense this year, I mean, that's secondary. I don't care who's out there. They might give J.J. anywhere from 8 to like 28 yards of cushion on any given play. So that should help, too. But um, you look at J.J.'s track record versus the pack at the bank, no less. He's been lights out. In fact, the only real time J.J.'s ever really been slowed down versus the pack is when the Lambeau Turf Monster ate him up last year. So, um, you know, I look at the rest of the offense. Okay, Powell's been resourceful for sure. K.J. Osborne maybe heating back up a little bit, although most of his best games are usually against the Lions anyways, like we saw last week. Uh, Addison may or may not be an option next week. So I'm thinking you need a lot of J.J. on Sunday and getting back to the running game as well. I mean, running the ball effectively versus Packers defense that's been super prone to giving up a lot of yards on the ground as well this year to a lot of teams. Mm -hmm. um, the yardage and chunk plays, I think, should be there again this week, especially with no Jair Alexander to stop him. Arif. Um, I'm a little bit worried about extra attention, right? Just because, you know, you, if you don't have Addison, you don't have Hawkinson, um, that'll allow Ballantyne Valentine to, uh, to, to give a little bit more, probably not both of them at once specifically, but you'd have, you know, safeties playing a, a little bit more of a, a corner ish role in double teaming. So that's my concern in that context. And so you would need somebody like a KJ Osborne to step up like he did, I guess last week he had an incredible game last week, right? <laughs> um, so you need you kind of need more of that for I think Jefferson to to fully, um, you know, realize you know his ability to kind of save the Vikings passing game. 
That said, I mean, we've seen him like destroy double teams before, right? Because there's like east west double teams, north south double teams. And he's got a pretty good understanding of what he's looking up against and figuring out, you know, kind of what he needs to do. Like, I'm remembering the Patriots double teaming him a lot. And a lot of those were east west double teams. And so he just go, well, I'll just go vertical. I don't, what do you, but the problem is, Kirk Cousins knows what Jefferson's going to do, mm-hmm. right? That's the thing. It's like Cousins sees, hey, you see this kind of double team, I want you to run this route. You see this kind of double team, I want you to run this route. This is how we know they're going to play you. I, I don't know that Nick Mullins or Joshua Dobbs or Jaron Hall have that understanding, right? So that's the concern. But I do think he'll find ways to get open, which is nice. Uh, i just concerned that you don't really have the receivers around you to really like unlock those kinds of guys. That said, you know, when, you, when you're the best receiver in the NFL, that's your job sometimes. It's like, Sometimes you're the only dude on the field. You know, Megatron had to deal with that. DeAndre Hopkins had to deal with that. Julio kind of had to deal with that. Um, And they succeeded, right? And so um, I think Jefferson mostly will succeed. It's just, I'd I'd have liked more. That's a kind of a a lukewarm take. I kind of feel like Justin Jefferson, as frustrated as he looked at times on the Fox broadcast on Sunday, he's kind of got to enjoy just having the ball thrown up to him. By Nick Mullins. Yeah, right? I think so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Getting right. opportunities. Give me a chance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that third and 27, so epic. Luke's, I bet that was a great crowd moment. Being uh, we, everybody just was stunned. Unbelievable. Yeah. Every single person. I looked around. Every single person was catching flies. It was crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. I was at We've the seen Minneapolis before, but Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, that was the, the first thought is, oh my God. The second thought is, oh my God, that's not the first time he's done that. Right. 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 <laughs> second best catch is a Viking, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think, I mean, yeah. I don't think you can argue that. Anything to add on, on Valentine, Valentine, Braun? So I, if I know the Packers, I think they will play sides without Jair Alexander. That's what they typically prefer to do unless they have a, a shadow matchup they really want. Um, they'll probably play sides and a lot of too high and just play this like they played it last year where they will just kind of make sure they've got two guys on Jefferson at all times and everybody else gets to be one-on-one good luck. Um, but because it's a Joe Barry defense, it's going to be a lot of like vanilla cover two looks or, or split safety like quarter, quarter, half looks. So it's going to be a lot of, yeah, of holes in the zone. There will be opportunities to find players. And I don't think they have to be like that good at getting open. They just have to run to the right spot. And I think it's going to be on whoever starts at quarterback to find that with the right timing uh, and not randomly have the ball slip out of your hand four times. So let's not do that. Brian, which quarterback would you're just arguing for Jaron Hall? basically i'm not arguing for either of them i'm just saying that's what like nick mullins just like had some balls that was were really bad so well, do well, that i'm, if I'm you're just saying start. i'm just saying like oh we need somebody with good timing to fit those zones well that takes out joshua dobbs oh we need somebody who doesn't let the ball just kind of fly out of their hands randomly well that takes out nick mullins or left, nick Luke. mullins fixes that issue and then he starts which also is fine it's like nine like, chance. yeah sure that may well <laughs> Yeah, get I on the shake over. I can't get over yeah. the fact that not only did did Nick Mullins throw the worst spiral in NFL history on the game losing pick, but he threw That's to fair. like he was supposed Joe to Cap throw erasure. it to the yeah, side. Say, Joe Cap, uh, twenty fifteen Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
did I I hear that like Paul Allen compared that throw to like the ball was like the Chinese spy balloon just like floating in the atmosphere. Okay, that's no, funny. No okay, that's good. I got. I, I'll be honest, Sam. I got real worried when that when that description started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still still might be worrisome, but I think I think we we'll get. No, I like it. I like it. Yeah. No, it was good. Um, you know what's not good? Luke Braun's parlay record one in fifteen. You've got Damn. two chances left, and you are f- over five thousand dollars in the hole. Um, yep. I, I had a nice little plus seven hundred hit last week on uh, Chargers it and did. the Puka Cup two hundred yard total. So I've got the lead. Last place person eats hot wings on the air. Um, first pick today is me. Like hot hot wings. Hot hot wings. Yeah. I'm going with Giants plus five and a half in Tyrod. We trust. Inman, you're next. I'm going to take uh, Steelers Seahawks over 41 and a half. Over. We're taking overs in, in 2023 now. Unders yeah, didn't work for, for Inman last week. No, I've, um, I've been struggling. And I'm done with the Thursday night fiasco. I'm done with the unders. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Get out of Arif. here. <laughs> Arif next. Um, the parlay I want, FanDuel is not going to give me, so I'm going to have to go because it's like same game type stuff, but not a same ah. game parlay. You know one of those. Um, but I am taking one of their game specials, so uh, we'll we'll hold on to that. Um, I think God, these other two games, I'm so worried about. No, screw it. I want Taylor Heineke to prove me wrong, and in that spirit, I'm going to pick Chicago Bears minus three against the Falcons. Bears minus three. Luke Braun, the first leg of an epic, epic parlay. Here yeah, we go. Here. Um. So to come back, I only need to be like plus 400 or 500, which is all right. Uh, the difference between those two numbers. It's not a small difference. <laughs> no, well, somewhere in there. Uh, so I will start with the Green Bay Packers winning by one to six. I'm going to keep trying to anti-curse the Vikings. Um, we know it will be a one score game. This is written in stone, though, right? Like we the no, it perfectly <laughs> put together because I had Lions minus 6.5 and they won by six. So they still managed to hurt me and make me lose my parlay, and I didn't get a Sam Laporta touchdown. Mm. So, I I so incredible. enjoy your pain. It's nice, <laughs> but come on, man. It's incredible. Uh, so Green Bay Packers w- win by one to six. That's going to be the first leg of this, which means I've now guaranteed that the Vikings lose by two scores. Yeah. For, uh, for the first time all year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'll put it together with Matthew Stafford, 225 plus passing yards in a win against the Giants, which will be part of an elimination scenario for the Vikings. That is the uh, it's a, it's an alternate line that I don't need to be that bold because oh, okay. this like, is a, a really plus low over under for Matthew Stafford, right? Yeah. It is. It's an alternate lower one. Yeah. Uh because I get plus 310 on Green Bay Packers 1 to 6, so I don't need a yeah, very so bold thing on the second user. part. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So plus 484 on that max wager that would win me uh $8,235. All right. All right. Reef. Uh so I'm taking the game special uh for the Dolphins Ravens, which is each team to score one plus rushing touchdown and one plus passing touchdown uh at plus 210. Um so if I combine these two, hold on. Uh, I get what's the minimum 170? Yeah. Uh, it's plus 505. Um, do the minimum to win 858. 858.90. Don't want to lose out an extra dollar there. 
Beautiful. Uh, Inman. Uh, we're getting Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown at even money, plus 100. He hasn't scored a touchdown in five weeks, apparently, but he's due. The guy's due. First, the Bengals should he's, be a good he's game. Due. He's, due. Hey, he's due. What could go wrong? Hey. So, uh, yes. Yeah, Only so seven and a half my favorites against the Bengals. Why would they ever slow down? Yeah, why would they stop? No, keep throwing. Uh, what do we got here? So, plus 290. I'm going to go with, uh, let's bet 300 on that. And that will win me 871. 871.43. Do we Newman wants to win this thing. He doesn't want to settle for just yeah. not being last. Yeah, I'm sick of it. Um, I'm just going to, for for kicks, go, I think the opening script is going to be going to be strong for the Vikings um, with Jaron Hall, who I predict is the quarterback. So I think Vikings first drive touchdown along with Packers first drive punt. Um, so that, that parlay is in itself a bet, which goes with Giants right. plus five and a half at a total of plus 1509. Jeez. We're going big this week, huh? Jeez. It's nice I to nice it. to play with a lead, fellas. Nice I love it. Sam's sneaky at these just exotic bets, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been doing it for a couple weeks. How Who often? He did it is? all year last year and lost. Now he's winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah crazy. Um, how uh, how often have the Vikings scored a first drive touchdown this year, Sam? Did you did you even look that up before you made the bet? So last week. Um, but you know what? Here's the thing, Arif. I think that there's positive regression in their favor. Positive regression in their favor because how many times has the script been interrupted by a turnover? Right? Like it's not necessarily this won't keep happening. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that problem will been... go away this week when they play one of their turnover prone backups. Right. Or right. a guy, Jaron Hall, who has no career turnovers in the NFL. Yeah, with just one career concussion. You feel fine. like I don't know if that's positive or negative. Um, when your concussion total is more than your turnover total. Concussions, noted good thing. <laughs> is, that, is that positive or negative? It's <laughs> negative, Sam. I would rather have eight picks and no concussions than eight concussions and no picks. Easy. <laughs> You're right. We are proponents of brain health on this show. We are. <laughs> it's not close. The the lockdown <laughs> podcast network company policy is brain health is good. <laughs> <laughs> Anti-concussion policy. Look, Kirk Benkert has negative passing yards, and he has become an NFL influencer, right? You do not Mm -hmm. need to play well in the NFL to have a post-NFL career related to the NFL. So if I played in the NFL through eight picks and bounced, I'd be fine. But if I threw in the NFL and took eight concussions, I don't know what I... I I don't know if I would be a person, right? Like, I'm... (laughs) Like, that's not a post-NFL career. That's post-NFL rehab for the rest of my life. I'm good. How long till we get the Joshua Dobbs YouTube channel? Oh man! Oh my! Uh, he's probably oh. busy and going to be yeah reemployed at NASA or hopefully not, but like SpaceX. Big TikTok guy, Atlantic. Big social media guy. Big TikTok guy. Yeah, he's good at TikTok. I'm not saying you know, but he probably make more money at like a private space company. Still can't get over how much money he's probably lost from the Saints game to now. Yeah. So many millions of dollars. He still yeah, might do millions. okay. He'll be fine. He'll yeah, be fine. but he's not going to get the type of money where it's like, okay, he could like, he's not going to get high, even high-end backup money. Yeah, he's I not going to get like co- competing for the start money. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 
All right. That, uh, people were trying to figure out whether or not Russell Wilson had more toilets in his house or passing touchdowns yep. that year. <laughs> that's what that's the kind of money you need. More touchdowns than toilets money. Right. Denver that's Broncos, how you know you made it. Uh, vying for Kirk Cousins services next year, question mark. It's on the table. A lot, lot of dead money to pay, but George um, Payton. <laughs> Luke Inman, Luke Braun, Rifasan, I'm Sam Ekstrom. It's the Minnesota Football Party. Thanks for watching and listening today. Schedule TBD with the New Year holiday coming up, but we will react at some point to Vikings Packers, probably on the postcast afterward. Um, that's coming up Sunday night on New Year's Eve. Join us then. This is the Minnesota Football Party. Thanks for watching. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.